Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to today's episode of Hustle and Pro. We are talking with a Frisconian who is a product of Wakeland High School basketball and a fellow Texas Tech Red Raider, now a leader here in Frisco, Daniel Renty. How are you today, Daniel? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming in. All right, let's jump in with some quick hits to get to know you a little bit better in your in your sports world here. So if you had to say who your favorite athlete of all time was, who would that be? Oh, man, that is tough. Uh, favorite athlete all time. Uh, Jason Terry, he's one of my favorites. Ah. It's a random, but um, I love Jason Terry. I, I do too. My first Mavericks game, he went off for like 30, and I saw a lot of my playing style in Jason Terry. And so uh, it's it's one of those like weirdest things is like, uh, like why is Jason Terry your favorite? But I, I really love his playing style. I, I love his, his confidence um, and the way he carries himself. And then he brought our city a championship. Yeah, so, I, I don't I think it's that. that weird. In yeah. fact, um my second question, if you didn't answer a Mav, was going to be, who's your favorite Mav? So I guess that answers that one, too. Yeah. Um, so he's not he's not in Frisco anymore. He was here, you know, right. um, front office with the Legends this past season and just went back. I think he went back to his alma mater, maybe? Yep, Arizona. I think he's assistant coach right now. Yeah, so no more Jet here in the yeah. in the Frisco arena, but that's all right. Okay, then who um, – so sports-wise, what's your favorite sport to watch and what's your favorite sport to play yourself? Favorite sport to watch is basketball, and then my favorite sport to play as well is basketball, too. Okay. So travel-wise, I know we're going to talk about maybe you doing some traveling when you were younger for sports. What's the farthest distance you've ever traveled for sports? Farthest To play distance. or to watch, to go to a game, either way. Um, I think um, to play was, was Las Vegas. I think that was the furthest trip. Um, we always had the, uh, we had the Super 64, the Adidas Invitational. Um, I think that was the furthest one, either that one or I think – Atlanta might be somewhere near the same di- distance, okay. but we flew for both. And then for for traveling, um, I went to the um, the Rams Chiefs game in California. Okay. Uh, the one where they it was like fifty two to fifty five. The shootout. That one was honestly probably one of the best games I've ever been to. That was uh, that was a fun one. That awesome. game was actually originally supposed to be in Mexico City, and uh, I was planning on being out there for uh, Thanksgiving. And once they moved it up, I tried to see if I can get my flight moved up. Did and and that ended up being the the game wow. of the century. So it worked it was out. Yeah, it did. That's awesome. Isn't that yeah. great when that works out? One of our favorite, my my husband and I favorite memories was a last minute kind of game that worked out too. We weren't planning on being there. It was a, a tech game in Lubbock. We were, um, it was just a last minute. We, we accidentally kind of got these tickets we weren't really supposed to have and they ended up being like first row and wow. it was just one of those like we will never forget being at that game. Sometimes wow. those are the best ones. What sport? Uh, it was a football game. Football. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was like a crab back in the Crabtree days. Uh-huh. When you, yeah, I, I don't even remember all the details. It was a it was a UT game, and um, like we just we thought we well we'll swing by and tailgate. Wait, with some was friends. it was it the game? Yeah. 2008, the one Crabtree had the game winning touchdown. Catch. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you like stumbled we, it a little. Yeah, that, we that were supposed amazing. to just be tailgating <laughs> with some friends, and we kind of did that whole you know what you're not really supposed to do like walk around at the front and feel like see if you can get some tickets and yeah. some kids like sold us some tickets for cash oh, no. and we thought there's a good chance these might not even get us in right you never know what you're yeah. buying and these kids said that their dads were in a suite and they had these extra seats whatever <laughs> well we walk in and sure enough we're like on the front row we couldn't believe it and we went back out at halftime and told our friends that we were tailgating with and they didn't believe <laughs> us and we were like no no really we were in there what a story for that yeah. game too yeah wow that's crazy. Yes, it was awesome. Okay, so what's your favorite sports movie? Sports movie, Space Jam. 
Space Jam. Yes. Oh my gosh, talk about Last I watch, Dance. I watched Space Jam literally three times a, a day. I probably annoyed my parents with how no often way. I watched Space Jam. Got Space Jam jersey, t-shirt, socks, everything. That's I awesome. can't even wait for Space Jam 2. I just hope they don't mess it up. So. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, so I mentioned in the open that you uh, went to Wakeland High mm-hmm. School. So real quick, tell me kind of your sports path, you know, mm-hmm. your life your life sports story real quick. Yeah. Um, one, it was, it, was, it was definitely really influenced a lot by my dad. My dad was a, um, a, a big-time receiver um, out of LBJ High School in Austin, Texas. And uh, he ended up going to um, to UTA, U- UT Arlington, mm-hmm. uh, while they had a program. And um, he was, like, all Central te- Texas and everything. And so I would say uh, a lot of my athletic gifts were from him. Um, but I, I grew up falling in love with basketball. One of my cousins was um, a, a big-time running back in, in Kansas City, Missouri, well, Richmond, Missouri. And uh, he used to shatter all the records. And so I grew up kind of in his – in his shadow, and everybody thought we were, were brothers because we lived together and everything. And so, um, honestly, I, I started competing at an early age and had a lot of success early, too. Like, I, I would have some ridiculous games just when I was young. Early age, how early? I'm talking about, like, little – it's called itty-bitty basketball is what they called it. I, four <laughs> years old, literally playing basketball in the little mini hoop yeah. stuff. And so, um, they had some really, really good leagues when I was in Kansas City, and um, I used to – when I think about it, I probably just didn't pass the ball, but well, yeah. <laughs> like anybody's That's little big stuff. Yeah. Little. Your natural inclination is not giving the ball away on purpose. So, I was so do you have siblings that you watched, or was this your sibling figure? That was my sibling figure, because um, I, um, my my two sisters, um, one was cheerleading and volleyball, um, but I was really really close to my cousin Jeremiah just because of what he did. He shattered almost a lot of running back records at his school. Even played basketball was pretty good. Um, and so I kind of grew up under his influence, yeah. and so it, it made me a very strong competitor. And uh, I played a lot of lot of basketball growing up. Um, I played football, competitive baseball leagues. Um, I uh, like coming into to to high school. We uh, we went to state my sophomore year in basketball while I was in Missouri. I was gonna say you weren't and, here yet, right? Right. No, I was only. Uh, it was my freshman sophomore year. Was in Missouri, um, and uh, we. Uh, I had great influences at a coach that was that was coming. He was a big time running back at OU. His name was Jamar Mosey, and uh, he he was one of my my big sports influences growing up too in little league. And uh, he actually ended up coming to my high school in Missouri, but I ended up transferring, moving to Texas, and so it was one of those things. But yeah. Um, but yeah, got to Texas, and uh, I had some friends from Kansas City that were here in Frisco. and um, they uh, they literally like family for us. Like we uh, they used to really be close they're still close to my family to this day um and um and I found that he was he was here in Frisco got connected with his AAU basketball team uh and ever since then I found out a bunch of those those kids were from Wakeland and so that's how I ended up choosing Wakeland High School and so um that's just kind of how I I got into that what brought was it your family that moved to Frisco yeah so I was originally born in Fort Worth um so I have a lot of family in Kansas City and in Texas Texas was always at heart home for us, but mm-hmm. we kind of just uh, made a home in Kansas City. But the opportunity after my sister graduated from uh, high school, uh, we kind of had the opportunity to to move back. And my mom yeah. found a good job, and they asked her, like, hey, do you want to go back to Texas? I was like, yes, please. Are you um, the baby? 
I am the baby. Yep, okay. I'm the last. And um, my uh, my other cousins, they were in the Duncanville area. And so in summer workouts, when I would come and visit, I would sometimes do it with them. And so I saw their facilities and saw how much greater and bigger <laughs> Texas things were. I was like, yes, please take me back to Texas. Right. And so that's kind of how, uh, how that came about. That's awesome. And especially in Frisco, I mean... This couldn't be a better place to move as a high school kid wanting to be in sports, right? Cream of the crop. Yeah. So so then when did you, you mentioned a couple multi-sports, which I love. I think multi-sport athletes is the way to go. It's mm-hmm. just better for your body, better for just everything about how to be a better all-around athlete. When did you focus on basketball and start traveling and doing When I, um, well, I started uh, competitive basketball when I was in the fifth grade mm-hmm. uh, in Kansas City. So I always did that. Um uh, even actually when I think about it, even when I was in second grade, I was playing in two types of league, like a local league and a more competitive league. Um, I was always trying to play where the, where the best players were. Mm-hmm. Um, I played up often, uh, mm-hmm. that made me better as a player. Um, that's the baby piece of it. Too, yeah, right? I did. It's true. When it is the, true. When you're the baby or you're the parents, you realize, uh, he can do a little more. He right. Can, he can play with the older kids. Exactly. Yeah. You get thrown into the fire. But a it makes bit more. you better. You it do. does. Yeah. It really does. And so, um, that, that's kind of. Uh, just how I, I, can you repeat the question again? Well, I just asking when, so you talked about fifth grade, um, you were competitive and then, but when, so you, you traveled and did the, um, different tournament circuits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, I guess, tell me about that. Was that mostly like high school time? Uh, well, yeah. So like I said, I did that. Um, that was, I started that in fifth grade. That's where I got really exposed to, to AAU. Okay. And that was like really for competitive basketball. That was kind of like the roots of like it evolving into what it is today. And so um, it, it definitely intensified once it got into high school um, because it was a lot more exposure. Um, I mean, you would see just coaches from wherever. Like, um, I remember just at tournaments, you would have UT, you would have Coach K, you would have wow. just all the all the big-time coaches, Brad Stevens at the time, and uh, I remember running into a bunch of NBA players and stuff. And so um, I, I loved it. It definitely was a, was a great culture and elevated your game because it was super competitive. Everybody was going for scholarships and things like that. And so, um, so some of these tournaments that you went to: Great American Shootout, Adidas Super Sixty Four, mm-hmm. FILA Nationals. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then MAYB Nationals. I'm not yep. in the basketball circuit, so I don't know all of those youth tournaments and stuff. So are those all just like? Are these kind of weekend, like every other weekend, your family's loading up and taking you somewhere? That's exactly what it was, yep, yeah. <laughs> all the time. So um, summers were definitely busy Yeah. because of that. I so. bet, yeah. So this was this something that you thought at some point you'd play in college? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a big, big, big-time dream of mine. I actually even tried uh, walking on when I was over at uh, Kansas State. It actually ended up being one of the factors why I decided to go to Kansas State. Because um, I had an academic scholarship in architectural engineering, but I was like, you know what, this would be a good place to go out swinging if I wanted to try to fulfill this dream. Because um, I had some some small school interest, and um, it was uh, at the time when I look back on it, I, I probably should have gave it a lot. At the end of the day, it's school, and so right. I should have gave it a lot more uh, consideration. But I was, I literally had that, like you said, last child syndrome. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going to play, I might as well try to play amongst the best. And so I. I figured for me, it was a more of a peace of mind if I like tried to go out swinging at the best, and if it wasn't for me, I was gonna accept that. But I felt like I, I felt more satisfied knowing that I took that risk. Yeah. So of of trying to walk on at Kansas State, yep. mm-hmm. and then you didn't play there, right? Right. So I know my my husband's the same way. He could have played somewhere at small small mm-hmm. schools, but ultimately he wanted more of a bigger college school experience. Yeah. Over 
the playing. Right. He played his whole life. I mean, he would have played, but you know what I mean. Like you said, you kind of then took took the school route, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So how'd you end up at tech, though? So I ended up finding out that architecture engineering wasn't for me. And so since I switched my major, I lost my scholarship. And so I was figuring out, okay, I got to go back in state. And so I was really, really down to UNT and Texas Tech. And Texas Tech was one of the original schools that I was considering. Um, cost was a lot cheaper. And I had some, like, two of my close friends from uh, from Wakeland were there. And there were a lot of Frisco people there in general. And so sure. uh, I felt a little bit more at home and a little bit further away from home. Yeah, tech, so. that's exactly why <laughs> I went there. I was there uh, a little earlier than you. But um, so what was going on in Texas Tech sports when you were there? Ooh, um, we were just on the upswing. Tubby. Tubby was there just building the program. Basketball had missed the tournament when I first got there. Mm-hmm. Um, football, football was struggling. Um, Davis, Davis Webb was um, out of Prosper. He was, that was his, I think it was his last year at Tech before he ended up uh, transferring. But they were, they were losing some competitive games. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly, that describes my time at Texas Tech. Like they would lose some really, really close ones. Like I saw the nail biter against TCU, the shootout um, against Oklahoma. Like there were so many close games that we would lose by less than seven points that we would just come on the other side of it. And so I was a big, big believer in Cliff Kingsbury. I loved what he was doing with the program. I loved that he loved tech, too. Yes, yes. um, And then in basketball, um, basketball, we were on the upswing. It was the – I had a year of Tubby, and then Chris Beard came in and just changed everything. So um, it's been awesome seeing that transformation with Texas Tech sports. Tadlock has just been killing it since I've been there. So – Texas Tech sports, oh, even track, uh, Palm Squad, like almost right. a lot of sports, That's Texas so Tech funny. has just Palm been, squad. yeah, you you just killing it in. Yeah, she you won state, so I have to shout her out in awesome. um, her cheerleading. We had a lot of debates growing up whether or not cheerleading was a sport, and by the time, like, she got to her success, she fully, fully convinced me of uh, just what it takes uh-huh. uh, to be a cheerleader. It's you not know? a joke. Exactly. It's not. Not at all. She's, if, you know, you knowing firsthand, if, if that's not an athlete, right, what is? Because those those girls and guys are, they work hard. Get up They're early strong. in the morning, 5 o'clock, and it's, yeah, it's a different beast. She was like, oh, okay, how about you try it? And next thing you know, I was like, oh, okay, y'all. Because I used to always say, oh, yeah, y'all are just fans. Y'all don't do normal stuff. Right. But then seeing, like, their actual practices, like, this is legit. Yeah, <laughs> it is legit, right. <laughs> and, yeah, that's one of those things that tech is good at. So that's awesome. That's um, You were there to kind of, like you kept saying, an upswing, right? Mm-hmm. When nothing was as big as it is right now. Right. Like, tournament basketball-wise and then um, some good football years. Well, we've never, you know, hit as good as the football years as we – maybe one day. Yeah. But – I always say that's kind of what what we expect. That's all right. We still have fun <laughs> right. watching them, even though the games are entertaining. We score so middle, in the middle middle of the pack is still fun. And yeah, yeah I loved um, watching Cliff Kingsbury coach there. And I still, you know, I think a lot of tech people follow his career now. Yeah, and still root for him to be successful. Mm-hmm. He's my age, so we were there at the same time. Yeah. Yep. All right. So then, tell me. So you mentioned earlier about Jason Terry. So obviously, you're a big Mavs fan. Mm-hmm. So what are your your biggest Mavs memories, like any any noteworthy games or anything like that that you can brag about with Mavs? Yeah. Um, well, one, I'll start with Heartbreak, was the, the 2006 uh, uh, run, and um, we, were, we were up 2-0, and, you know, I was doing all the bragging to my friends, talking about, yeah, we're about to win a championship. Got to wait. Um, yeah, this was actually one of the 
the biggest years that I got in tune. It was the year before, actually, because 2005, um, I came up for my first Mavericks game, and that was after I really saw Jason Terry and, like, kind of attached to him. Uh-huh. And um, it was crazy to the year after they actually had some big success. Yeah. With- uh, with Avery Johnson, but you jumped in at a good time. Perfect time, actually. <laughs> you can't, you can't, can't beat it. And um, it, that was heartbreaking. I remember that feeling. Just the yeah. Dwayne Wade takeover. How many times, like he got, he got free throws, and I, I feel like the refs kind of rigged that series. I still to this day believe that. <laughs> and so um, I give that for context because it makes that 2011 run so much more special. Yes, I agree. And, um, that that run, we we beat some giants, and to see. Uh, to see the team play together, Jason T- Kidd get one, Dirk play to the level that he was, and the amount of defense, and Rick Carlisle drawing up the plays that he did. Yeah. It was amazing. It really was. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget game six uh, when we clinched it because I, I, I just could not believe that we were the underdog against the Heat. Everything was just so special that series. Yeah. And we actually all were coming come together. Yes. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. I, uh, we were on the road. We had just won a tournament in Tulsa, like my life, AAU stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were trying to get back just to watch the game. And Jason Terry was going. I was just hearing on the road. He had like 26 that game. And just to see the final moments of us clinching that championship. Yeah. That'll be the most, that's the most special Mavs memory that I even cherished. Awesome. Was, was that run. So. That's awesome. They, the Mavs, uh, thankfully, they timed those, those playoff runs with my children being born. So we were home and no. able to watch everything really in tune. I remember making my... Uh, in 2006, my daughter was born, and we made her like a baby newborn onesie. Oh, no. And I, I think I have a picture of us sitting in front watching the Mavs playoff run. And <laughs> then my son was in um, late 2010, so we got to enjoy both of those playoff runs with our babies and, and indoctrinating them into Mavs world early on in their lives. That's awesome. All right, so then talk to me about the Chiefs. I know you're a lifelong Chiefs fan. Yes. So, um, <laughs> man, talk about being a Chiefs fan right now. So last season. So did you do you get to go back? Do you go to those games? Yes. Um, and actually, for anybody that's listening right now, I am purposely wearing my Chiefs Super Bowl shirt right now. We'll post a picture. Yes, yes. because. You're, you're sporting both. Like, what your hat I'm is. actually sporting a lot right now because okay. my hat is red, but it was from a Texas Tech Mavericks say, game. It's so got I'm, Mavs logo, yeah, but a red Raider. Side, yeah, it's, I love it's it. really cool. I love it. Um, I, I get to support all the my teams. Yeah, right now. but you figured uh, out a way to pull in three teams with two things. Right, with the same. It's it's special, but um. But yeah, I I get to go to some some Chiefs games here here and then. I'm actually yesterday I was looking because my boss is a big time Dolphins fan, and they play in um in Arrowhead Stadium on um, in December of this year. And so I try to get to at least one game a year. Um, I, I drove up in the snow for ten hours to uh the the home playoff game against the Colts. Not this past season, but the year before, and that was the first home playoff game that the Chiefs won. Uh, since I was alive, and so um, not, it was just really cool to see that part of just history. You might and, be good uh, luck. Be special in that stadium. Arrowhead Stadium is just a special place to be at, and so um, I, I try. I try not to do too much as far as just going to a, a lot, but I, I try to at least sneak in the big uh, games. Yeah, just a like opportunities. Yeah, been to a few big games. I was trying my hardest to get to Super Bowl too. Like I was. Did we talk about? Going back a step to the Mavs, we talk about D Wade and Dirk's last game or Dirk's last game. Yes, yes, I actually went to that one too. That was um, that was special because um, it's just one of those things they've had just such a big rivalry yeah. against each other with the history of the championships and 
um, just the, the path of their legacies. Um, that was a really, really cool one to see um, them them going back and forth with each other for a little bit and seeing that special moment of them exchanging jerseys. Yeah. Um, that's one I'll never forget as well, um, just because that was all in that same that like that was just a very special sports year for me. We had that that Chiefs Rams game that I went to, and then it was uh, Texas Tech Final Four National Championship. Oh my gosh! And then it was, it all was the uh, same time? yes, Dwayne uh, Wade. Um, that uh, Dwayne Wade uh, farewell tour. Yeah, farewell tour. So it was just it was special. That's so. awesome, <laughs> man! You were living your best sports life that year. Yeah, no, really. That's pretty great. <laughs> All right, so you're so here. You you. You're back in Frisco, um, so you run some 3v3 leagues, right? Some, yeah. Some, what, football and basketball and what, volleyball? Yeah, yeah, so we actually so will be about, in the fall. Okay, tell me about, right, right now everything's a question mark, mm -hmm. right? But, um, so tell me about, like, you don't work in sports, but how are you, how are you weaving sports into work? Yeah, um, one thing, I'm a big believer in, um, in, you have to think about the things that unite people together, and it, it's, it's sports and music. A lot of people come together for the big sports games or yep. the big concerts. And so um, me, as, as my role in ministry, I was trying to find out, okay, how can I get involved in these things that help unite people together? And so uh, uh, me and a guy from our church named Mark Caswell, he's over um, just our sports ministries. We're, we're getting together to, to do this, um, these sports leagues uh, to kind of help build relationships within our community. Do you want to tell us what church? Uh, Frisco First Baptist Church. Okay. Yep, and so um, we are uh, we're we're hoping to do this in the fall. Um, we actually uh, shot a commercial last week, and August 11th is the date that we're expecting, hopefully, um, to be able to kick off these things. Um, but uh, it'll be good. It'll help people get active, get out into the community, and meet other people, um, and ultimately build relationships and hopefully point people to Christ. And so. Um, I think it'll be a really, really fun thing uh, to be able to do. Um, and, and Frisco is creating a little bit more of this college culture right now. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm trying to create some events that college students can come to as well. Um, because we don't always have that. Like in, when you're in Lubbock at Texas Tech, we have the student union buildings mm -hmm. to come to and meet together. We don't necessarily always have that here in Frisco just yet. But yeah, I've never thought about we that. We have to create that here, yeah. you know. And so... I want I want uh, students to to feel comfortable and to be able to network and meet people and so I'd like to be able to create some spaces like that. Is to do youth that. ministries your wheelhouse? Um, I'm in college ministry right now. College, yep, okay. I just started a college ministry in September, and it's called Paradigm College Ministry. And and one mainly because uh, UNT Frisco will be coming as a campus in a couple of years, yep. even more. And so uh, we want to be able to create a foundation before that really really kicks off. And there's a bunch of college students in our area in general. Yep. And uh, that's becoming more of a trend doing college from home anyways. And so uh, we know that college students are here. And so we want to uh, find ways to reach them. And what a better way than sports and music, like you said, to, right. to bring like to fellowship together, bring mm -hmm. people together, build relationships and be able to have that kind of platform, I guess, to talk to them as yeah. young people about about life and what, what they're going to expect when they, you know, quote unquote, get out in the real world. I mean, I know you're in the real world in college, but there's still some attachments to be being mm -hmm. a kid still at the same time. It's so true. That's an important role that you're playing for those, for those young people. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hope, hopefully we can, we can grow this thing um, because we know the students are here. And so uh, we just want to constantly find ways of how we can reach them. Fantastic. And uh, do you want to plug your own podcast? Oh, yes, for sure. Here? Yeah, so um, so me and my friend uh, from Texas Tech, actually, we started a podcast 
uh, a few weeks ago. Perfect timing, actually, and it's called Spoon and Renty. That's Spoon, A-N-D-R-E-N-T-I-E. And uh, we basically give biblical perspective towards life experiences. And so we want to help make the Bible uh, just relatable. And uh, we know that it can be hard to, to understand at times just by yourself. And so uh, we want to help just explain it just in everyday life type of terms so that we can learn how to just apply our everyday situations to the Word of God. I love that. All right, so this is me signing off. Rarely do I ask you to subscribe to two podcasts, but <laughs> subscribe to Hustle and Pro if you don't already, and go ahead and subscribe to Spoon and Renty. I'm going to go do that when we when we log off here so that I can go hear Daniel and Daniel and who, Greg? What's his name? Uh, Lorian Witherspoon. Ryan? Spoon. Lorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I don't know why I said Greg. No, you're fine. I'll go listen to Daniel and Lorian talk. And uh, so thanks for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro, and we will see you next week. <laughs>